Hey friends, happy Wednesday and welcome to the Drive Through Moms podcast. Each episode, we're talking to a mom or sharing something to encourage moms to see God's faithfulness. I can't wait for you to hear who's next. Here we go. Hey guys, happy Wednesday and welcome to the Drive Through Moms podcast. Today, I could not be more excited to have three of my most favorite humans on the planet on the podcast today, my three kiddos. Hey guys. Shalom. Stop. Salutations. Salutations. <laughs> okay, so usually I introduce my guests. I talk about who they are and what they've done and all that jazz. But today I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. So, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I will because I'm the oldest. Okay, go no. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go later. Okay, go ahead. You your whole life. Um, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Drive Through Moms podcast. Read, quit typing in the chat. that's Um, good that's really good um yeah nobody made that out loud the oldest the first the og um i will be turning 30 this year yes you will so you better throw me a party Uh, what'd you say we better throw you at parties is that what you said yeah okay Um, yeah we've heard that that's that's all i have to say okay who's next um, hello, I'm the middleest child. <laughs> I I'm your Lacey. Claim to fame? I'm, yes, my name is Lacey Nicole Dean. I am 26. 26. Why did you say my name? And well, it's too late. <laughs> and I am the favorite. The end. You are the favorite when you're with me. Amanda's the like favorite. To, and she's I like to counter me. that argument. <laughs> Okay, so um, here comes the baby of the family. Baby's- I am the the favorite child. I'm the baby. Um, do I have to say my name? Do they know that already? I mean, most people probably know, but oh. yeah, let's hear your name. My name is Reed Alexander Nitcher. <laughs> um, I'm graduating from Baylor in about a month. A month <laughs> from today, actually. Praise the wow. lamp. Uh-huh. So cool. Um, I... Um, my personality is not my age. Um, so <laughs> I'm very cool and fun. What does that mean? I've been told I'm handsome as well. Oh, um, okay. okay. I would also like a party this year as well. For your birthday or for graduation? I both. mean, them both. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on from introductions. That was That's lovely. So weird. Okay, so Amanda, Lacey, and Reed, um, I told you guys the main reason I wanted to do this is because the last few months with getting Reggie, Reggie, getting ready to um, graduate the last kiddo out of college. Dad and I have been talking a lot about the last 12 years of paying for school and how fast college went, um, things that we did right things that maybe we would have done differently. And um, I've been working on an article um, that eventually, if I ever get it finished, that I was going to share about just, you know, what would I tell somebody that was getting ready to send a kid to school or the military or just boot them out of the nest in general. But I was thinking that I really don't have that from somebody else's perspective. My perspective is obviously coming from a parent. So I wanted to get the perspective about leaving the nest, what it was like. You've all been out of school a little bit longer. Amanda, you've been out since 
of college. Well, let's go back to high school. You've been out since 2010. Lace, you Oof. graduated. A good 12 years. Yeah. I mean, Lace, you graduated 2014. Reed, you graduated in 2018. So you've all mm-hmm. been out a little bit longer. Um, so why don't one of you guys start with a little bit about leaving high school, what your process was like in terms of like where you thought you wanted to go to school and kind of where you are now, just like in a nutshell. It doesn't matter. Amanda, you want to go first again, since you're oldest, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, it's like when we open presents at Christmas. You just yeah. Start um, <laughs> also, a second ago, you were like, I wanted to use this podcast too. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if she was like, you're all adopted. Like this is <laughs> none of this is real. <laughs> um, that would have been really funny. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I I really wanted to obviously do music, leave you know, leaving high school. That was like my whole thing. Um and Washita Baptist, where I ended up going, was a really random university on the list. And uh but like we had, had friends that that went there and you guys this is impossible. Mom, you should turn this off is, the I, I Right. How do I even I'm do sorry. that? I'm it's like it's like Bible study. I just told this story Bible the other day. Holiday Inn, Radisson, Super 8. This is what the oh, chat says. This is what um, the chat says. I also forgot the question. It's just a joke. Um, after my work day, it's like my brain is like, we're operating at 20% capacity. Like... Um, so anyway, no, leaving the nest. Just the transition, like going from home to college. I think for me, I I mean, I love meeting new people anyway. Obviously, I think growing up, I was relatively shy and, and introverted. Um, but going into college and realizing, okay, this is a small school. You know, I'm going to be able to meet people there. Um, Reed, you look like dad. Um, and I was really excited. Like... Hi, I I don't remember. I, we were all pretty emotional when you guys dropped me off at of college. Yeah, uh, let's Reed. talk about that story because it's. Do you say read? But <laughs> hold, on, story. hold on, hold on. But I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure I cried or something. But I was like, no, you were pretty okay, much yeah. like, bye. You were ready. I was, to go. I was pretty excited. I was yeah. ready, and like, um, you know, I think you just I had a confidence about you. Yeah, you knew it, where you wanted to be, felt and. Really Mm-hmm. And it felt like this is a very good fit. This is like, I knew exactly when I did my uh, vocal audition. I was like, and mom, you probably remember this. I was like, yeah, this feels right. Like, yeah, yes, this, this small little town in Arkansas. Yeah. I'm going to move here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Reed, do you want to tell everybody what happened when I went to college? Cause this yeah, was the first experience of us so... kind of separating as a family. You know I was so brave brave and strong. You were held it all together. I was I was a mess. I cried like a a little baby. But I also just for just for context. Yeah. Just for context, I thought that like she was gone like for four years. Like like all together. So like (laughs) how I was like what, ten? You were ten? And so I was like I was like well, wow. it, I'm like never gonna see her again. Well, it didn't help because like four years at my at my like vantage point was like 
forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't help that the ceremony that they had at the school, which was touching and lovely, but it was a little emotional. But I remember oh, I remember getting in the car and going home. And finally, by the time we got to like, I don't know, Texarkana, I just kind of looked at dad. I was like, we got to stop. Like he had was still crying. I'm like, something is wrong. And so oh, but we, we, had a- we went to like a Mexican restaurant. We were like, dude, are you okay? What, you know, what's the deal? And the Lupe Tortilla Factory. <laughs> Is that really where we were? I don't know. I can see it. I can see like it. I've driven past it like multiple times. But he really just didn't get at his age. You know, this is the first time that somebody was leaving the house. Our little family nucleus was not going to be the same. And then once we told him, he was like, oh, oh. Yeah, she's going home at Thanksgiving. We're like, yeah. yeah. You guys were like, you're going to see her in like a couple months <laughs> at, at the holidays. Well, but the sweetest thing was, I don't know if y'all, I mean, y'all probably remember this because I found it when we moved last summer when we were packing up. Um, one of our friends, I think it was Emma, Emma Medeiros. Mm-hmm. Did she make it? Mm-hmm. We yeah. got to sit down to dinner and um, somebody want to tell that story? Oh, yeah. Well, Lacey, go ahead. I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, you were, but you weren't. So Emma, good family friend, um, made like a flat Amanda. So like think about flat Stanley. And so she laminated this really cute picture of Amanda with this like stick figure body. And we had that at the dinner table with us for, or kind of brought it around with us. For Do you really? Because I remember we were eating dinner and Reed like ran up st- <laughs> and got it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, Reed goes, wait, we can't eat yet. And he ran upstairs to get it and brought it back down. But Zach almost threw this away. Oh, no, no, no. That Yeah, we can't throw that we away. You need to put that in like no. a shadow box or something. <laughs> <laughs> we can put also, it- Reed, you don't even like me that much now. Yes, I do. It was just sweet because it was like the first time we were not all together. And yet Reed was like, hey, but we still, you know, we can't be style all together. I remember I just when I like first got a phone too. I had this like little brick with like half keyboard and I would always like call Amanda after school. Oh, that's nice. That was the first time I got Facebook because I'm like, I just wanted to see what was going on because I didn't, you know, yeah, you were on Facebook and it was where you could see what was going on at school and that kind of stuff. But, um, so Lace and Reed y'all's first semesters. I mean, if, if, if you had to pick one word that described, you know, your first semester away from home, what do you think it would be? Mm. Because everybody... Everybody went a different distance. I would say my first semester was really exciting. Um, Because, like, being the only child, like, I had the house to myself. And then, like, I'd had the same friend group since, like, middle school. And, like, I knew my roommate. Like, me and Zach went to high school together. But, like, it was the first time that I had, like, really been able to, like, branch out and, like, meet, meet a bunch of people. Like, made a bunch of friends on my hall and, like there was just always something going on. And I remember my first semester was really fun. Definitely wasn't easy. I like, there was still a lot of like obstacles that I had to, to fight and still had a little bit of homesickness at, at some times, but I was just really excited to hit kind of a restart button and find a new, a new niche. Well, and so everybody went a little bit further away. Reed, you were only like, you're only like two hours away. Amanda, you were about four. And then Lacey, you went six hours away. So Lacey, what do you think about your first semester? What would you say? Yeah, I think 
uh, I don't know. I think the honest answer is that it was hard. Like it was, there were a lot of really fun parts about being in college and not being in high school and getting to do something different and like meeting new people. But it was also hard, I think, because I was farther. I definitely came home a lot. I feel like probably most of college, but definitely my first semester, I was anytime I didn't have something going on or didn't have class on Friday, I was coming home because I did feel just because it was so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lubbock is, I went to Texas Tech and Lubbock is roughly six hours. So um, I don't think college became super fun for me until my sophomore year to where kind of like Reed said, exciting, was making friends, was meeting a lot of people, felt more involved at school. That was more sophomore year and beyond. But when you're the only one that went to a state school. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not Big that school. is totally different, but like just interesting. Yeah. Um, school. And, and just a lot of people. Big school. Yeah, yeah big school. Wanted, and I'm glad I did that still. But it was like shell shocking, I think, early on. Because mm. you're, especially when you're 18 and there's like people oh, that are people. in their late 20s in your classes that you're just like, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, that was like important perspective, like in choosing where I wanted to go because I saw yeah. like Amanda like go somewhere that was a little farther away and it had like a really cool community and like, really awesome people. It was like really tight knit. And then like going to Lubbock and going to football games and like just the hype around being at a big public school was fun. Mm-hmm. And like Baylor was the like perfect kind of like marriage between all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember when we were doing, um, you were playing baseball and we were going to different places across, you know, the country during the summer playing ball. And we just were like, okay, let's go check out some schools. We're all around the way. And we went to a school, we went to Auburn and we're, and we went to Samford, I think with Reed. Yeah. And I remember we really liked Auburn. We liked where it was. We liked the school, but we got the car to come home and Reed was like, yeah, no. And we were both kind of surprised. And we were like, Reed, I don't know if you remember this, but you were like, no, it's too far. Um, cause you're like, it's you know, like what, like tw- almost 10 or 12 hours, hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that made mom heart happy. Cause you know, two hours is easy to drive to it. Really any one of y'all's you can get to in a day and wasn't, wasn't a big deal, but, sure. um, so what was there, was there something that you really kind of worried about ahead of time going into your freshman year that ended up being a non-issue? I mean, I think just as an example for myself, just to get your brains, I was, worried about eating alone that sounds really stupid but it's like high school cafeteria and when you're in a dorm and you know no one and I didn't have the best roommate situation um I was like I'm not going to the cafeteria by myself and that was yeah but you know I I worried about that it ended up later not being a big deal because then I met daddy and I ate his house all the time but um I don't know. So is there something that you thought was going to be a big deal? And then you got there and you're like, yeah, this is not a big deal. I think, I mean, even though I was like super excited and like ready to meet new people, I was still worried about like, am I going to meet like a good group of friends? Am I, I mean, I think everybody, you know, even doesn't matter how old you are. You're like, am I going to fit in? Like, are people going to, like me, because you everybody has their own experiences in their hometown, and then you go. It's like when you meet someone new, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I blah blah blah," and they're like, "I've never heard of that," and you're like, "Oh, you don't do that," and it's very commonplace to you. 
but it's not to them. And so I think being like, younger and you're more immature, like people would still tend to be like, oh, that's so weird, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I never wanted to be like the person that was like left out of, of something. Um, yeah. So it's normal to you. Is it necessarily yeah. normal to everybody else? Cause you're like, well, this is what I've always yeah. done. And they're like, but it was not their same perspective. Non-issue. Like, and, and two, like being a music major, I had so many hours to take and so many classes that it was almost like I didn't have time to like be worried about that because you had of, practice. Yeah, I had practice. I had so much to do. I had so much work and being in all those classes with everybody, you basically have the same people in the same classes with a school as small as that. And mm-hmm. so you all kind of realize like, okay, we are in this together. This stuff is hard and we're just going to be a family and like get through it. Um, I think yeah, that's where your friends come from. That's where your friends come from too. Cause even yeah. when you're worried about where you're going to be in the beginning, the further you go along in your classes and you kind of narrow down the content and you have other interests with other people who have the same interests, then you mm-hmm. kind of can get, you know, gelled with those people. Um, Lace Reed, what about you guys? Yeah. I mean, I think I was oh, you go, Lace. Oh, thanks. Uh I think I mean, probably a little bit of what Amanda said also for me, just because I had like friends at school and high school, I had friends at church, but I was ready for just like new people, somewhere that I felt like I belonged and just even not that I didn't before, but just even more so of like this is gonna be my next four years and even after that. And so that plus even just like finding a church because we, I mean, we were at the same church from the time we were all born until we left the house. And so that feel like, I mean, I think it was a big deal, but it, it was easier than I thought it would be because, um, a lot of schools have this, but tech has a camp that an incoming freshman or transfer students can go to, to get them plugged in kind of with the Christian bubble in Lubbock. Um, and that was really helpful because it, I met upperclassmen that were already plugged in at places that brought me to church with them or showed me, you know, what the options were and helped me figure that out. And it was not as hard as I thought, but it was also, I mean, it was a process because you go from being at one place for 18 years and you get to decide and you're not going because that's where your family goes. You're going where you're, where you think is best. And that was different but work you mentioned camp I think both you and Reed both had you know summer camp kind of experiences that also led to finding community on campus yeah 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 line camp line camp was like your realization that like this is where you're gonna like make your best friends and find your future spouse or whatever leading into my response to this question I'm gonna get pretty vulnerable here um (laughs) That's okay. Great. Like I wasn't really worried about like making like guy friends, but like I'll be honest, I was really pretty nervous about like talking to girls just for like the pure number of girls that go to Baylor. It's if you don't yeah. know, it's like three to one. That's some good and, odds. Uh, it's pretty good odds, you know, like plays in your favor. But at the same time, I was like, you know, like it's a lot of pressure. And the joke is with like our summer camp for Baylor is like you meet your wife at line camp. So there was also just like that built in 
pressure and expectations that I had built up. And then like, you know, was not an issue freshman year. Like I had plenty of friends like made really easily. Um, and like our friend group and even like was just not an issue. Like girls and dating and all that was just like, God definitely was just, you know, very present and just like, Hey, like this doesn't really matter right now. Like you don't need to focus on this. Like it's not something to, to worry about. Yeah. And I never had like close girl friends while I was in high school. I was like always with my baseball friends and like they're idiots. Like, so <laughs> we, we really didn't, we really didn't have a lot of like people that we'd ha- we would hang out with consistently, but like that was probably one of the biggest like blessings of freshman year was like having those friends there that were really awesome people to, to like, you know, figure out college and becoming an adult with. So how do you feel about coming home? Let's talk about that because it's always weird to go home your first semester for the first time when you've been away and you're like, Oh, I miss my family. I miss my mom. I miss my bed. I miss my dog. But then you go home. I mean, it's fine. I get it. I remember. <laughs> and it's just different, right? It's not the same anymore. You're used to doing things on your own. You're used to like, you know what? I go to bed when I want to go to bed <laughs> or um, you're kind of learning how to be independent and yet uh, it's different. So does anybody want to speak to that a little? Well, I mean, as Maverick is currently sitting underneath me, <laughs> I can't see. I think <laughs> it was honestly like kind of surreal coming home because it was like, wait, my whole life exists in a totally separate place from here. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, just not that long ago, I was here doing mm-hmm. like a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. So I think in the beginning it was kind of surreal. Um, but it was always like, there was like kind of a, like a cyclical timer of like missing y'all and missing Maverick mm-hmm. and wanting to see you guys. And then like, kind of like filling that bucket back up and being home and then going back to school and yeah. like being content with doing all everything else. Um, I mean, it's kind of a, it was like a timer that would go off every once in a while. Yeah. But that was They're the, the benefit of being like two hours away was like, I could, you know, I think I did this a lot. I would just text dad and then I would show up at like dinner or something with mom. Yeah. And like, surprised oh. me. Yeah. Yeah. You do that all the time. Reed. Which I is think, sweet. Uh, I think once we realized it was such a straight drive, straight up I-30 to get from McKinney, um, it it was like a really just easy trip. Um, But I remember, and mom, I remember uh, the, I think the first semester, I did not come home for a while. And I don't think I came home until, I don't remember when it was, but I, I remember having like, a holiday off, but I didn't come home and I went and did something with friends or I just stayed there. Cause I was like, well, it doesn't really look like anybody else is going home. I guess I'll just stay here. I don't know. And I think everybody else expected that I was like going to come home. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, do I go home? Do I go home? I don't know. Like, my friends um, are here. Yeah. And, and, um, like starting to have those choices of like, Oh, you know, do I want to, and I'm for, for a while there, like you guys were, were paying for my gas and stuff, but until I like had money and got a job, but, um, 
I don't know. Like, it was definitely different. And I feel, you know, looking back, I'm like, I I didn't realize at the time, like, how much I was missing because Lacey and Reed were still at home and, like, growing up. Like, I've missed the most of, like, Reed growing up pretty much because we're so far apart in age. But, no, I think coming home was... It was always good. And then, of course, in the years to come, I just kept bringing more people home, more <laughs> friends, and then a boyfriend. And Insert yeah. Zach Gregory. <laughs> Insert Zach. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember one time you came home, and I, I hadn't been to the store. Yes, I hadn't been to the store. I had no idea really how many people. And it ended up <laughs> like a lot. I don't know, like in the teens. or and, A lot of people. And I remember, and y'all will think this is so stupid, but I mean, I do it. Um. I remember standing in the kitchen going, I have spaghetti. It's just a good big person, you know, big family meal and it's cheap. But I'm like, I don't have near enough. And I remember standing in the kitchen going, okay, Lord, this has to go. I don't have time to go to the store. There's a bunch of people here. Just stretch this. And I know that sounds silly, but, um, but yeah. And that, those are some of the sweetest times for parents is when you guys come home. It doesn't matter, you know, when you come, how long you stay or who you bring or like bring them. We don't care. But yeah, there was a Nerf gun involved. And I think that was my first exposure to Zach Gregor. Yeah. <laughs> I just have very like distinct images of like Zach sitting in the living room. He was like writing a paper or something over Christmas yeah. and he, he would like play his guitar yeah. and they'd be like, Hey, you want to go in the backyard? And then like, it was just, those were like some of my first memories of him. And then obviously the Nerf, the Nerf wars were pretty fun. The Nerf thing. Sure. Yeah. I think you mentioned talking about Christmas. I think the year that um, Zoe got sick, he was there and we knew, but we hadn't talked yeah. to y'all, but we told Zach oh, wow. and we're like, yeah. we're not, oh, we're not going to tell the kids that, you know, the doggy's going to be probably put down in the next couple of days. We want to get through Christmas. And he was so sweet to like help navigate, you know, taking care of her and all that he stuff. He remembers but, that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think growing up, they, I mean, they had to put a dog down, I'm sure, growing up. Um, and he had kind of been through that. And it's always funny because even now, like, dad will, like, share things with Zach and just have little fun things. Aw, Mavi just farted. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just glad he's no, not. Put something in the, in the chat. I'm going to read it. Usually he's, usually he's barking, but anyway, what'd you say dad and dad and Zach would what? No, just, you know, dad's really sweet to like, if something like that happens or, or whatever, like Zach's kind of this like outside party that he can like be like, Hey, let me tell you this, but I haven't told anybody else yet. Or, you know, like, what do you think of this? And yeah. It's always nice to feel like you got included on something before everybody else knew. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think if you had to go back and say what was your favorite thing about college? I mean, Reed, you're not quite out yet, but you pretty much are. Um, I guess since it's freshest on my mind, I'll speak to this. Um, so wait, you said like something we would like your favorite thing about college? Thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, like obviously the the big moments of just like sporting events, like. Baylor's been really successful in sports and we won the national championship and basketball and we've been really good in football. So like those games are obviously big memories that I have, but um, probably some of the stuff I'll remember for the longest time is like stuff within Phi Chi that's, 
like my fraternity of doing like going on mission trips or just like little moments on those trips in the car with older people that I didn't know super well yet or doing sing. Um, I think sing is probably what I'm going to miss the most about Baylor just cause it's, it's been like a, probably one of the most consistent things I've been a part of and definitely had like a, a deep impact on me the first time I did it. Um, Describe sing cause not everybody will know what that yeah. is unless you're, and Amanda, so, you had something similar at OBU, but yeah. So OBU has Tiger Tunes and Baylor has all university sing, essentially all the Greek organizations and um, some other student organizations put on in a seven minute act, um, singing, dancing, um, kind of musical theater ish, but it'll have a theme and a story to it. And my fraternity has been pretty competitive in it over the years. And, um, but my favorite part of it is we always, center the act uh, around the gospel. So we represent the gospel and within the story a certain way. Um, and we have like a saying one body, one life. So if they're, if we act as one body to affect one life within the audience, then whether or not we place or make it to um, what's called pigskin, which is the top eight acts perform um, at homecoming, whether or not we place or do well or any of that is like, if our mission is, to go out as one group to collectively share the gospel with one person, one person's affected, then it's successful. I think that's really stuck with me. Um, cause like, how can, like, why else would it make sense for college guys to put makeup on in costume and go sing and dance on a stage for a bunch of people? Because um, it's fun. Because yeah. like, it, it's fun, but like, yeah, I mean, I would have not have predicted that, four and a half, four years ago that I'd be up on stage at Baylor singing and dancing, but yep. that's probably what Depending. I'll miss, miss the most. And obviously yep. like intramurals and stuff are fun, but. Reed, you've yeah. been a scarecrow. You've mm-hmm. been. Just a, a scarecrow and then a minor. A boy. <laughs> and then a, oh, a, 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 a child. A child, I was a child yeah, for boy. new kid on the block. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I heard that one of the songs from the other day. Um, yeah, I don't know that I would have guessed that either, but but at the same time, if I hadn't seen Amanda and Zach participate in the OBU um, Tiger Tunes, and I wouldn't have really known uh, what it was about, so it was a little easier to, to foresee. What about you guys, girls? Lace. Like favorite um, part about college? Honestly, because Tech is such a basketball school, because football is a joke. And okay. I feel like I can say that as an alumni, mom, you as well. But yeah, it, um, most sports are a joke. Maybe not baseball, but basketball was so fun because even grew up as a family. Obviously, like being Mavs fans, loving basketball, and I still do. And so that was really fun to be out of school. Like Baylor has great basketball and great football, and so that was something that I got to. I just felt a part of that. I was excited about of getting up at three in the morning and going to college game day for a basketball game. I never really thought I would have done a few years before, but it was, those are fun memories. And then I think even more so, um, that I did a, uh, or I joined, I guess, a sorority that like a Christian sorority that I got to be a part of. And I think because that's where I met so many of my good friends that were friends, I was friends with the rest of college. Those are probably, the things I think about the most when I think about college of 
those friends, those people, those older girls that helped me like learn how to walk with Jesus deeper than I had before and like actually study my Bible and just different things that I got, had needed to get serious about when it's you leave the house and it's like, am I going to continue to do this or not? And um, I think even at Tech, it was a good or even just at a big school, even it was easy to do that. And so those are sweet. Well, I think it's the first time you have an opportunity to say, okay, this is the faith I grew up in. Is it my faith? And how do I, you know, what what do I do now that I'm on my own and nobody's making me get up and go to church or, um, what is, is that your mustache? Great mustache. I was Um, going to say, I'm surprised Lacey's favorite thing wasn't, you know, me coming to visit or in Lubbock. This guy. Well, and I would say Lubbock had had an advantage, Lace, of at least you had family there, right? So you, there were people that um, being okay. six hours away that yes. you could that you could spend time with and hang out with. Yeah. Um, Amanda, do you have anything before I go on? To yeah. The next? Okay. Uh, I mean, hands down, were my friends. Like, I was very fortunate that we had the tightest group of like 18 friends. Zach's staring at me through the window. He's outside. Um, (laughs) He's been mowing the lawn. Um, We had the best friends and that we are, I I would venture to say we are all still extremely close to, to this day. Last summer we had a, and mind you, we're turning, I'm turning 30 this year. So, we had a summer like sleepovers palooza and we had the friends from college that are at least local or still, still local here in Dallas um, come stay at our house and hang out and sleep over. And it was the best thing in the world. And we actually just texted everybody this last week about like, all right, we're doing this again. I know everybody has kids is having kids now. Like you can bring your kids. We don't care. Um, and then two of our really good friends just moved back that had been in Arkansas. Um, and that has been awesome. But I mean, I just, I, I can't believe like how lucky we got in literally just like, like 20 of us all yeah. being such good friends and like still talking, like we're planning a girl's trip maybe in the fall, you know, um, yeah. Which is great because, like, you're. I don't think Dad and I either one. Now, Dad has two really good friends from college that he still talks to weekly. Um, but I have a, a two or three people. But I mean, just the inception of Facebook and social media and being able to still, you know, keep in touch with people. Um, I mean, cell phones. Come on, I didn't have a cell phone till I was thirty. So, or no, thirty two, I guess. So, being able to keep in touch with people, I think, is huge. Um, mm-hmm. That you went to school with. Um, now I know how dad and I feel about this because this is something that we've talked about a lot, but, um, we've always felt like it was very important, maybe even against, um, some school of thought that you guys go away to school, that you physically move out and you go somewhere and that it was going to cost us more money. It was going to be harder probably in a lot of ways in the long run, but we felt like it was super important for your own maturity um 
and just transition to adulthood. So what do you, what are your all's thoughts on how, how do you, are you glad that you did it? Would you look back and feel like it prepared you for a little bit more where you are now? Or would you have rather stayed home and God, you know, to community college or, or lived at home or something? Oh, hands down. Is I never, never would have learned how to cook for myself. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's true. That's fair. Practically. Yeah. I mean, we were the the small group of girls at church that are seniors right now that I'm uh, leading with. We were just talking about this last night of some of them are going to college, some of them are not. And we've not discouraged the ones that aren't wanting to go, but we've just talked about the value of getting to move away. Just like, hey, get out of Plano. <laughs> like you've been yeah. in Plano your whole life. Like go experience something else with a bunch of people that are your age. It's the only time in your life that you're going to be with that scale, that many people that are all there for whatever, you know, reason of that score, whatever it is that are in your age bubble for an extended period of time. Like it's so unique. It allows you to have independence more than maybe you've had before figure out. I don't know. I feel like read even a lot of your adult, like a lot of your personality came out when you left and like went to school and found your people and, like, I just remember being like, Reedy's all grown up. And like, I think I, I probably did too. Yeah. I think my personality really, you just, I think it's great. You need to go figure out who you are. Yeah. Like, and so I true. think that's true for probably everybody. Yeah. Like, so just, I think that you were introverted at some point is just hilarious. I know. A lot of people wouldn't wouldn't believe it now, but yeah. Well, and even um, when you look at like, which one of you guys went where, if I had guessed, yeah. 20 years ago, who was going to go far and who was going to stay local, I would have not, I would have probably flipped Reed and Lacey. I wouldn't have imagined Lacey probably going six hours and I would have imagined Reed maybe going somewhere further. So, hmm. um, you know, it's fun to see yeah. you guys mm-hmm. figure it out. And, you know, obviously dad and I are figuring it out what it's like. Um, to have everybody out of the house. And I mean, as much as we love empty nesting and it's fun, it's a different season completely right to figure out, okay, now my kids are adults and we're all adults and you know, the dynamic changes again with each person that, that leaves the home, but then also you start bringing people in. Right. So now we have two amazing son-in-laws. And um, so if you look back, <laughs> if you look back, what do you think is something that... Sorry, not yet, Mom. Not yet. No, no pressure. I, no pressure. It's fine. I was going to say, what do you guys think that you would look like um, something that God taught you during college that you could say during those years? Not necessarily, you know, from an academic perspective, but just something yeah, that you felt stuff. like you, you learned from the Lord during those years. Well, let me just pick one thing, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say before this, like, it's interesting. He's going to steal your answer. Yeah. Um, well, this is kind of going back to what we were saying about all of us, like leaving for college. Um, it's funny now because we're all back in Dallas. Like all three of us are, I'm about to graduate and then move back to Dallas to work in Dallas. Lacey is back in Dallas. Amanda is back in Dallas, which is funny. It's like we go when we found our place and we grew up into the adults that we are now. But it's just ironic that we're now back all together. But I think that's just a testament to how much we love each other. Um, 
You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say for me, gosh, one of the one of the biggest things that got us taught me throughout college is um, I was always like had this decision paralysis of like deciding between A or B um, choices for whether it was like major or class or whatever situation I was always like paralyzed by like doing the wrong thing and that decision being not what God intended. Um, and that is just like, not at all. Um, like what the Lord views our decisions as he gives us free will and he knows where we're going and what we're going to choose. Um, so like when looking at like a decision or a, a fork in the road, not seeing like one is inherently bad and good. It's like, if I go this way and take this job, I'm, you know, gonna then lead a life of sin and fall away from the Lord. Or like, this is going to be the right decision for, you know, my spiritual life, but seeing, seeing the Lord in every situation and, um, like we're like bringing him into each scenario that we're going to be in, I guess, specifically with like, my scenario right now, I'm going into the workforce, deciding between jobs, um, like going into the situation that makes the most sense and not trying to overthink and over spiritualize like this is going to be worse or, or better. But knowing that wherever I am, God's going to be present um, and I can honor the Lord mm-hmm. in whatever situation that I'm in, right. and whether I'm in sales or systems management or, you know, database stacking out but important business technology well they uh, could both terms. be they could both be good decisions yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean one's good and one's yeah. bad they're just you can have two good and plus god says he's going to work all things to good together for those right. who love the lord so that's yeah refreshing to me comforting yeah. what were you going to say amanda i think so for me uh when was it probably sophomore junior year really starting to struggle with anxiety and depression and things like that and managing things on my own, which decisions played into that. I, especially when I was a lot younger, uh, really struggled with decisions. And I think that's just a part of growing up into an adult and like going to college and stuff. But, you know, there were things, there were like a lot of big things that, that happened in college. You know, I remember I got, and for a music major, this was a big deal. But, you know, I got sick like several times where I didn't know if I was going to be able to like sing long term, which was kind of a deal breaker for for the career I was going to go into. Um, go on vocal rest and carry a little whiteboard around campus. Yes. And oh it gosh, happened twice. I can't talk to you. <laughs> it happened twice. We thought, you know, oh, my gosh, am I going to have to have surgery? Like, what's the deal? Um you know, there was the time where we thought I was going to have to come back home and finish school at community college because of the the uh, teacher certification testing situation and all of that, um, which was at the time pretty stressful is not life or death. But, um, you know, I, I think I just realized and, and learned like whatever, regardless of whatever happens, like it might suck right now, but like 
it's gonna be fine. It's it's not. It's very temporary, and you know, in the moment, it feels really overwhelming and like, oh my gosh, my life is falling apart. And you know, very like adolescent, dramatic, whatever. Um, and that's just not the case. Like, it will pass at some point. Um, sometimes we just hyper focus yeah. in the moment instead of yeah. having a being able to step back and have a big picture, big picture view of it. Um, Lace, what about you? I'm Googling a verse because I can't remember where it is. Um, it's okay. Oh, well, you don't have like, the whole Bible memorized? No, and I work at a church. I know. Oh, my um, gosh. You're going to get fired. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 17 talks about our light, our our life being in the hard things, being light in momentary afflictions which is not mm-hmm. meant to be invalidating. It's meant to be like, hey, think about this on a scale of like eternity of this is right now. Kind of what Mando was saying, like this is right now. This is not forever. Like there's a yeah. an end to this at some point. And so I think about my like, I mean, it started probably at the end of high school, but my anxiety was probably the worst and at its peak in college. And it's still something that I've had to like, deal with even to now, like, I don't know. Yeah. To now, but, um, I think I just consistently watched the Lord show up and just learn to trust him in the little things of like, Hey, I don't ever think I'm going to feel better. I don't ever think that I'm going to feel less anxious or feel less sick. Cause I used to feel like really physically sick from feeling anxious. And I was just talking about that last night too, of like, that is so cool to see. I'm not fixed. It's not a hundred, you know, it's not like it's perfect, but it's, I just never really thought that it would be better. And so I guess the, just learning to trust him more and him just continually showing up and putting specific people in my life that were really helpful in those times, um, in Lubbock specifically that were there and could be with me. So I found, I found the verse and I'll, I love the the New Living Translation of it. Uh, what you said is Second Corinthians four seventeen. It says, "For our present yeah. troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever." Um, yeah. And I think we were, I don't know if it was Reed or maybe it was Stacy. We were talking this last couple of weeks about um, just times that we get overwhelmed at different things. That each, you know, I think the. The anxiety side for y'all probably comes supernaturally because I, you know, still struggle with it at times too. But I think every time we come up against something, it's another opportunity for the Lord to do something else and for in the long run for him to get the glory. But for me, I think I've gotten to a point where you can look at those different situations as I've seen him be faithful in the past. So I know he's going to be faithful in the future. So the things that I've seen him done do in my life with the other times that I've worried or the other things that I've experienced, that's like Amanda said, where it's going to be okay. Cause I know God's taking care of it, you know, to this point um, and he'll do it again. So it's in that moment of taking those thoughts and going, okay, you know, bring it back to reality and not really worrying about it maybe as much as we would have in the beginning. Um, anyway, so before we, wrap up, I was going to ask, um, so if you had to go back and tell your 18 year old self, something, some piece of advice right before you were getting ready to go or lace, like you said, you, you know, you've been walking with this last four years with this group of girls that, you know, really well from freshman year and they're getting ready to graduate, you know, little cuties, 
Yeah. What would one thing, what would you tell yourself? Uh, Use Google Calendar. Use Google Calendar. (laughs) Use Google Calendar so you don't forget to do your homework. You can plan your days out. (laughs) College is very flexible and spontaneous, but if you don't do what you need to, you cannot you be do successful. The fun you lose, sir. Yes. <laughs> I like the way I like the way mom puts it. Um, is like the meat, potatoes, and gravy example. I use this all the time. Um, you've never yes. heard mom say this. Well, go ahead. Well, it's like you have you have your meat, right? Mm-hmm. It's the most puts like the protein. It's the biggest part of the meal. You have to eat it, right? Um, and that represents like. What's most important is like a non-negotiable needs to be done. Like for us as Christians, it's like our spiritual wellness. Like we have to take care of ourselves and be, you know, striving to have a relationship with the Lord. And then the potatoes is like, you know, it's a substantial part of the meal. Like you still need to eat it. Um, So like that's your schoolwork, you're hanging out or like your relationships in your life your family life, like you have to have the carbs, you know, you can't just have the protein. You got to have the carbs as well. Big carbs. And, and then the, the gravy on top is, is the fun stuff. That's like the spontaneous trips to go float the river river. in in New Braunfels (laughs) for Dia during the school week or go to check stop at one in the morning or go to Taco Bell at 2 a.m. Because a Baja Blast sounds really good, or yeah, you know, just never like the little, sounds good. That never sounds good at any time. Taco Bell is just so much better while you're in college. Um, yeah, but as I'm okay. exiting, I am realizing it is not great for you. But saying that, you're just the gravy, not realizing that. Moving on. Um, no questions. No questions. Uh, but the gravy is just like the extracurricular things that, if you have the room for, you throw those in there. But sometimes like the gravy is what ties it all together and makes it like makes life really fun and really good, makes the meal taste great. So you want to eat your your meat and your potatoes. You want to have those there so that you can have the gravy. Gravy just makes it better. All of that, all of that to say of like get your priorities straight so that you can, you know, enjoy your life and not, you know, be so focused on the fun stuff that you fail your classes and (laughs) or so much focused on the school part that you forgot to make the gravy and now your food's super dry and Girl, life is boring. Food. Yeah. Nobody wants, so. nobody wants boring. No. Yeah. Wow. Well said, Reed. Okay. Dang. I okay. went to college. I'm pretty oh smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Sick of uh, Lacey, what were you going to say? <laughs> Sick of um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that this plainly to my girls. This is what I would say to myself. I think I'd be harder on myself <laughs> of like, hey, relax, <laughs> like listen to Ann Beggs, <laughs> do what she's telling you to do. <laughs> like, don't have a boyfriend going into college. Rela- like, just <laughs> it's going to be fine. Read your Bible. Like, focus on, I don't know, kind of what Reed said, like the important things of where's real life coming from. You're not going to go to school with these people anymore. Like, hmm. yeah. Like, like, listen to the people in your life that, are, that love you and are trying to speak into your life and take a freaking chill pill. Take it easy. Gonna, take, take it easy. easy. Take it's it gonna easy. be okay. 
uh, I would say that I would tell myself, you're doing fine. <laughs> doing just like, fine. You're doing plenty. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing you're- great. You do very good, you know, like you're doing a really good job and quit being so hard on yourself. So the end is very simple. The end. I applaud you for going to zero hour in high school, man. I never would have freaking done that. Oh, I think I blocked those memories out. I took two senior release periods, my senior of high school. So I wish I would have done that, man. Which, which two opposites, two opposite ends of the spectrum here well yeah and let's talk about you guys tell you y'all came back and were like yeah i don't know that that was such a good idea but i I remember meeting with miss akins and miss akins was like lynn he's gonna have to learn to get up on his own in college yep yeah would you rather him learn that now when you're not paying for it (laughs) or learn it later i feel like i've gotten better at it i think you have junior year was a tough one oh yeah yeah we all have so, tough times. Having 8 a.m.s is honestly, I feel like it makes it worse because then you go back to sleep or it just throws off your sleeping patterns. But not to get on a rabbit trail, I yeah. digress. But. Y'all, had, y'all had way more more options for your scheduling than we did. But um, anyway, well, y'all are amazing. And I guess all I wanted to say was that your dad and I have prayed since you were little that obviously the most important thing to us was that you at some point would make a decision to live your life for the Lord. But that several things we also wanted was that when number one, you would grow up to be friends as adults, that you would want to come home and see us. He always quoted George Bush because he, George Bush was always like, that was one of his favorite things is that it was more important to him that his kids wanted to come home and see them than it was really that he was president. Um, And that you would figure out how to serve the people that God puts in your life. Um, and I think it, all of that's pretty true. I mean, you guys have been, um, I think God's answered all of those prayers. And I think that if you just listen to your your talk and, and conversation, and I would say I think y'all still like each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. still a favorite child, though. Well, okay. you're the only the favorite child when you're with me. So you're just depends on who's with me at the moment. Youngest. So there you go. You're favorite the favorite youngest. youngest. Yeah. Anyway. I'm the favorite boy child. Okay. The favorite boy child. Does anybody have anything else they want to say before we go? This isn't Um, important, but my video feed has been frozen this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) We're just frozen. Your ponytails like flipped over your face. (laughs) Like you can't even see your face. (laughs) Well, I just realized like they can still see me. So I should have just relaxed. (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, you know, I, I have got nothing. I want to say something, but it's probably not appropriate, which is probably what encapsulates me most times these days. I mean, after, after. Gonna feel, oh, you decide. It's up to you. No, it's, it's Amanda after dark right now. So. <laughs> yeah. um, it's past your bedtime. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is past your no, bedtime. No, I... Love you all. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a serious note. Um, yeah. I would like to make my final closing statement. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Are you going to law school, Reed? <laughs> I will be taking my talents to <laughs> Dallas. 
to bring the NBA championship trophy back to the Dallas okay. Mavericks. And thanks, LeBron. Pray for yeah. pray for Luca's left strained calf. Oh, yeah. He's gonna miss the first game. I'm not happy about that, but we'll that see for sure. For sure, I don't so know. Far. All right, go Mavs. Go Mavs is all I have to say. Okay, go bless Blue up. Bears. Look for Lucas calf. Ah, the Bears. All the Bears. Sickle Bears. Wreck them. Bears. All right, I love you guys. Thank you. Scratch them and Tigers. Yeah, what the Tigers? I don't know. All right, I love you guys. Thanks for being on. And until next time, happy Wednesday and happy Mother's Day. Hey, thanks for listening. It's pretty amazing to see God put people in your path and then hear their story of what he's doing in them in their sphere of influence, because that's different for everybody. So that's my challenge to you and myself. What is God asking us to do and what are we doing about it? He's called us to share what he's done in our own lives with the people around us. And I think that's pretty cool. Check out our review page on Apple Podcasts and you can find it in my link in my bio on Instagram at Drive Through Moms. But until next time, happy Wednesday. Thank you.